Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm Seth. And I'm Zach. And we are the Classic Gaming Brothers. We are the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's, That's right. right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. Happy New Thank Year you. to our listeners. We're excited about 2023. Ooh. Sometime during this year, Classic Gaming Brothers will be doing an episode from Ireland. Ooh. Are we going to record it while we're in Ireland? I'm not editing while we're in Ireland. I will hate myself. Maybe we could do an episode on Ireland, Irish games. We could do it about that number, that game that I played that once by accident. The one developed by the cult. The, yeah, the cult. That was in Ireland. <laughs> oh, the Irish cult game about the uh, the bunny who was a mobster. That was a fun game that I played. Bubsy. I, bug, yeah. Bubsy. Bubsy, yes. It's great. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode on that during our Irish trip later in this year so it'll be october so it'll be spooky season anyway uh so zach what have you been recently been playing seth recently i've been playing severed steel which was a game developed by Greylock studios and released in 2021 this is a game i got for free on the epic store um a game i've never heard of before but i thought i'd grab it because it was free um it's a game that is similar in some regards to super hot uh, just in the terms of the pacing and the way the levels are structured um where in super hot the point of the level is to kill off bad guys and also time only moves when you do in this game time moves normally but you can slow time down which is fun and the point of the game is to complete a task and then get to a certain goal within the level without dying be it a uh, like a room in the level or jump through a window or something like that and it's a very hectic game it's very fast paced it encourages you to use like parkour and to jump around and to run on walls and uh it kind of has like a a bit of a super hot bit of a mirror's edge vibe in the sense that like one of the things you can do is you can just chuck a gun at people if it's empty which is something you, i think you can do in mirror's edge so it's uh got a nice little blend of those type of gameplays and it's been a fun but hectic game i don't know if it's a game i would have picked up if it wasn't free so whether or not i can go recommend you to go play it i don't have a say in that but if it's ever free again, maybe try to grab it. Well, are you going to play it again? Yeah, I guess we'll see. I may play it one or two more times to see if I can get like uh, a different feel for it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, again, it wasn't a game I probably would have picked up otherwise. Well, Seth, what about you? What have you been playing? I've been playing Hades, which I picked up on Epic's competitor, I guess, Steam. Because Steam is still doing their winter sale, which will be running till January 5th. Hades was developed and published by Supergiant Games, and you play as Hades' child, and you have to get out of the underworld to get to Olympus. It's a roguelike dungeon crawler where dying is just kind of part of the game. And I have been really enjoying it, which is saying something because I generally do not like roguelike games. Uh, uh, so producer Doug is very happy about this because he loves roguelikes and I don't. Hades has actually been really, really cool. I am playing it on my Steam Deck and enjoy the ability to do like one or two runs, die, whatever, explore some more stuff, unlock some more things, and just like either quit the game or just keep doing another run. So it's uh, it's cool. I really like it. And it's a very nice kind of casual type of game. So it's Hades. Um, I'm sure people are relative. It's a pretty popular game. I think everyone I know has, has played or is playing Hades in some form. Yes. So this, will be, this was my first uh, interaction with Hades. It came out actually two years ago in uh, 2020 you play as a uh 
Zagreus, right? Zagreus, yes. Zagreus. child. Yes. There's a character in Doctor Who named Zagreus. So when I saw people on Twitter talking about Zagreus, I thought for a bit that my life was relevant again. <laughs> but no, it was about Hades. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you play as Hades' kid, and you it's great because Hades is like always at a desk doing paperwork. Yeah, he's, he's a busy man. And you talk to him, and you get weapons, and then you essentially just destroy the underworld. And then eventually the underworld kills you and then you reform back in Hades's like office area and you're like hey I'm gonna do it again and Hades is like I hate you so much but he can't do it because you're his son so he's just like whatever and all the other gods help you out because they want you to they, they like screw it over Hades <laughs> all right so we said in our uh last episode that we were not going to do a list for New Year's I think it's still in that episode too I don't think Zach's actually cut that out I don't remember I might have cut it out but I might not have. But anyway, we said somewhere, either on mic or off mic, that we weren't going to do a list for New Year's. And that was a lie. As Zachary has found out throughout his life, sometimes I say something and it doesn't really mean much. Anyway, top 10 lists are great. And I think one year we did top 10 retro games. I think it was last year. Last year, I think we did... Last New Year's, we did top 10 retro games. So last year, we did the top 10 retro games. This year, our Byway Pass is back with a vengeance, and we'll be discussing top 10 upcoming games to be released in 2023, which is not really classic, since we're the Classic Gaming Brothers, but we don't care. So this will be one of our first episodes where we're not talking about a classic game which is which is exciting but it's new year's so just deal with it it's the holidays so what we did was uh we each have five games that we're going to talk about and we're allowed to talk about each other's games when we talk about the game um in case the person is also interested in them and we split the list in half and we'll go through back and forth until we count to 10 it's like a very slow count because we have to talk about everything in between Anyway, I'm going to start off first because I'm the oldest brother. And these aren't in order for me, at least. Mine are in an arbitrary order. Yeah, mine are pretty arbitrary, too. I definitely think the ones at the top of my list, I am more excited about than the ones at the bottom. But I'm not 100% sold on that. That's why it's kind of arbitrary. Anyway, for my first game that's coming out in 2023, sometime during the year, is actually two games, but it's going to count as one. And that is The Wolf Among Us 2 and The Expanse series. Series, both being developed by Telltale Studios Part 2, I guess. <laughs> Telltale 2. Tell We're back. Telltale 2. Electric Boogaloo. Since the Walking Dead video game series that came out a while ago now, I've been a fan of the Telltale games and played and enjoyed a majority of the catalog, with my favorites being The Walking Dead, The Game of Thrones, Batman Borderlands, and of course, The Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us is based on a comic series called Fables, which I was also a fan of, where the characters in the comic fables and also the game are actually story tales that have come alive and they live in a small village in New York. I don't think they live in the village in New York, but they do live in a smaller neighborhood in New York. And one of the characters in fables is Bigby Wolf, who is the big bad wolf. And in the comic, he's this, and in the video game, he's this reformed villain who is now a good guy and also a detective and is the police force for the fairy tale society. He's great. He's very noirish in the comics and in the video game. He smokes like a chimney because he's the big bad wolf and he likes to huff and puff. Uh, 
Um, and he also has that like air of that, that whole like self-deprecation and like gloominess that kind of follows noir type characters. Yeah. Anyway, in the original Wolf Among Us series, you play as Big B, which is why I'm giving you the history of Big B and not like the history of Snow White. Uh, and you have to solve a murder. I loved it. I loved the Wolf Among Us series and they came out episodic and I think these are going to come out episodic too. So like the Wolf Among Us was like five mini games rolled into one package, which is why it's the Wolf Among Us series, though it's only really Wolf Among Us as a like a singular story. And now they're coming out with Wolf Among Us 2, which I'm looking forward to a lot, especially since Telltale died for a while. And now they're back, and I'm excited to see what they put out in 2023. Also, they are working on an Expanse series of video games, which is based on the novels and television show called The Expanse, which is a sci-fi show. And I'm looking forward to a story set in that world as an adventure game told in Telltale style, which is very exciting that that's coming out. So overall, Wolf Among Us 2 and The Expanse, looking forward to it. Zach, do you have any thoughts? No. None at all? You don't like Telltale games? No, I like Telltale games uh, as much as the next person. I'm just not super familiar with either Wolf Among Us or The Expanse, so I am not necessarily looking forward to either game. Did you play the original Wolf Among Us? Nope. You should. You know, I have to tell you something. I was not familiar with The Walking Dead until I played a Telltale Walking Dead game. Same here. And then when I played the Telltale Walking Dead game, I was like, this is really good. I want to watch and read more of this. Also, didn't watch Game of Thrones until I played the Telltale Game of Thrones game, and then I watched the original Game of Thrones. I tried reading the book. I didn't get very far. Yeah, no, I mean, I I just, I'm not familiar with Wolf Among Us beyond what I think I've heard about the, the, the series, but so I'll, I'll have to give it a shot. So my game, which is listed as number two, is Resident Evil 4 Remake, due out March 24th, 2023, developed by Capcom. I like what Capcom has done with the remakes. I really liked Resident Evil 2. Uh, I heard some mixed things about Resident Evil 3 remake, but it just looks really nice, so I'll probably end up picking that one up. And yeah, I think Resident Evil 4 is just a great game as it is. So hopefully they can kind of capture the same tense atmosphere that was present in the original game, but also bring something new, um, which I think they did really well with Resident Evil 2. I think they were able to capture the atmosphere, but also kind of build on that atmosphere and create something entirely entirely new and still fun. Now, I, I, ideally, they won't have to change too much about Resident Evil 4 because Resident Evil 4 is already a pretty good game in terms of the gameplay, though I do think they could likely do some work in modernizing the controls. Despite the over-the-shoulder camera, it's still kind of tank controls that you would expect in a Resident Evil game, and I know with Resident Evil 2 Remake, they kind of, uh, they fleshed out those controls a bit better so that not only is it over-the-shoulder, but you can kind of, like, run and shoot and stuff like that, so it's a little easier to play and hopefully they do that with Resident Evil 4 just to kind of uh, modernize the game. I'll likely be playing it on the PS4 when it does come out because I don't see myself magically getting a PS5 sometimes in 2023. Not only is they very hard to find but I don't imagine they'll be any easier to find in the next year. <laughs> so uh, yeah that's uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Seth do you have any thoughts on Resident Evil 4 Remake? I do. I still have the Resident Zero remake on my wish list, and uh, I haven't bought it yet. The Resident Evil Zero on Steam is not the same type of remake that 2, 3, and 4 are. Resident Evil Zero that's on Steam is a port of the GameCube game Resident Evil Zero. Zero, Biohazard. I thought that was the beginning of the remakes. 
there was Resident Evil that was released on the GameCube. Yeah. And that came bundled with Resident Evil Zero, which was yeah. just a new game that was also on the GameCube. They ported both of those games to the PC. So the Resident Evil that's on the PC is the same as the GameCube version with slightly better graphics. It's actually, I think, the HD version that they also released on the PS4. Did they remaster it again? No, they have not re- they haven't done a remake, which is what they did with Resident Evil 2, 3, and now 4. Yeah, so then it would be, it's the remaster of Resident Evil 1. Yes, but Zero isn't remaster of Resident Evil 1, it's just a new game. <laughs> No, it's the okay. remaster of... <laughs> if I'm going to play the remake series, I would start with Biohazard Zero, the remaster. Okay, yes. Yes, you would. Anyway, for number three on our list here is uh, a game called Ferminent that's going to be coming out quarter one of 2023. Uh, I backed the Kickstarter for Ferminent back in 2019 and actually have a game coming to me when it's released, which will be in quarter one of 2023. Uh, the game is being developed by Cyan Worlds, who are the original creators of Mist, Riven, and Abduction. And Ferminent is kind of like an evolution of where Mist began and where the studio began and really evolving it into the modern era it's going to have many unique and alien realms that they always do have and where you can visit them and truly explore these cool realms and have lots of puzzles to solve to get stumped by i'm looking forward to playing it and getting uh lost in the world zach i wanted to get into this as well before we get too far i think i'm gonna get wolf among us 2 in the expanse game the day they come out and i think i'm gonna get permanent what i get permanent when it comes out are you gonna get the resident evil 4 remake the day it comes out oh i I don't know if i'll get any of these games the day they come out i i have a very specific budget when it comes to how i buy video games so well is any of them exciting enough to get day one for you maybe these are all games that i'm looking forward to i i'm not really a day one person when it comes to video games just in general zach do you have anything to say about Ferminent? beyond the fact that i do like uh mist and i like the stuff that cyan worlds has put out and i think that abduction looked really good I think I remember watching you play it, and uh, I, I think Ferminent might be a game that I'll have to check out, too. If I get my VR setup set up again, uh, you can play Abduction in the VR world. Yes. It's, it's very cool. Pretty trippy, but it's cool. Well, my next game will be Alone in the Dark, um, which is a game that is due to be out sometime this year, though the date has not been set, and is a game that's going to be developed by uh, Pieces Interactive and published by THQ Nordic. Alone in the Dark is kind of a surprise for me, as I had wishlisted it on my Steam account, but I completely forgot that it was in development, and then I saw a thing that was like, oh, the alone in the dark trailer i was like there's an alone in the dark trailer for 2023 so i looked it up and i was like oh this game looks great i'll have to i'll have to pick this up someday it's supposed to be more of like a reimagining remake rather than just like a straight remake of the original alone in the dark but from what i saw in the trailer i think it has a lot of care to the kind of lovecraftian nature of the original alone in the dark games one thing i liked was seeing the monsters redesigned with modern graphics in mind so like the zombies aren't just like green dudes they're like actual actual like rotting corpses and there's also a shot in one of the promotional photos that shows that like dog-like creature that's attacking you in the beginning of the game it like jumps through the window this mm-hmm. they they designed it to look terrifying 
it's like a Lovecraftian horror with like no eyes and like like leaping legs and stuff like that. I don't know. It looks creepy. Um, so I think they did a good job kind of reimagining the monsters of Alone in the Dark, which used very few pixels to portray them to kind of a modern era. In the game, you're going to be able to choose to play either as Edward Carnby or Emily Hartwood, as you could in the original games, though they, of course, look uh, a bit more like real people and a little less like cartoon blocky figures. Um, so that's Alone in the Dark. Again, due out sometime this year, and it's looking like it's going to be a pretty good game. Any thoughts on it, Seth? Yeah, I do have some thoughts on Alone in the Dark. Is this being developed by the studio that made that Alone in the Dark game that was really bad? No. This company has made, uh, they made Titan Quest Ragnarok. They made Magicka 2. They made Leviathan Warships. They made Titan Quest Atlantis. And they're making Alone in the Dark. <laughs> Puzzle Geddon, I haven't heard of. I have really haven't heard of many of these games beyond Magicka 2, which they worked on. Huh. Oh, I like magic. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's not the Illumination people, right? I mean, Illumination was kind of a Garbo game. Yeah. So for number five, there is a game called Star Trek Resurgent, which is coming out in April 2023. I really like Telltale games, as evident by me sneaking not one, but essentially three. This will be the third into the list. Uh, Star Trek Resurgence is being created by Dramatic Labs, which is not Telltale Studios. However, it's where a number of former Telltale employees all went after Telltale fell apart due to horrible working conditions. So it's kind of like a Telltale Studios. Uh, Star Trek Resurgent looks like a really cool Telltale type of story set in the Star Trek universe, which is very, very exciting and something that I would really love to play, especially since it kind of reminds me if you can like explore whatever ship you're on, kind of like exploring the Voyager in the Star Trek Elite Force, always my favorite part. And I feel like if you can do that, in this at a more leisurely pace that would be awesome it would be a day one buy however it's right now being released just on epic which means i'll either get it for the switch if it comes out for the switch or uh, i'll find another way to play it uh anyway it's uh looks like it's gonna be a uh, a fun romp what about you zach what do you any thoughts on star trek uh resurgence i think star trek and adventure games is a good combination be interesting to see what they do with it it's a whole new uh, uh, it's going to be a whole new ship in a whole new time, the whole new cast. That's a lot of the whole news. Is it supposed to be later in the era or like middle grade? Like where is it supposed to be set? Because you said a whole new time. It's, it takes place in the year 2380 following the next generation films, the TNG films. So like between TNG and Picard? Probably. Okay. There is stuff that is set post Picard in Star Trek universe now, so like seasons of discovery are set like thousands of years in the future at this point i think prodigy is set somewhere now it's probably gonna be like one of those mid years where standard star trek stuff is happening yeah 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 is that like voyager takes place during that time too because Voyager's not at the same time as tng it's yeah but it's not it's not in the alpha quadrant it doesn't matter when right, voyager right, takes right place. Yeah, that's true well the the next game that we have here is colossal cave which is due out january 19th 2023 this was also some really cool news out of last year uh, and that was the news that not only was colossal cave the classic text adventure by will crother and don woods getting a reimagining but also it was going to be designed by roberta williams of sierra fame roberta williams has always i thought had a great eye for video game design and i think it's going to be really cool to see how she can meld not only the world of colossal cave but also with something that's visual 
and in 3D, which is something that's really cool. It looks like it's going to be a really interesting game. I, I likely will pick it up and this could be a day one buy. We'll have to see. But um, I think the coolest thing about it is that it is taking a text adventure game and giving it a new life. Because when you play a text adventure game, you're the one developing the graphics in your mind like when you read so uh, turning a text adventure game into a a visual game is almost like adapting a a book into a movie the person developing the visual game has to come up with the the art has to come up with the the way the levels are structured has to come up with the design of the characters design of the monsters and it's it's based on their imagination and sometimes it is refreshing to see someone else's vision of something you know it's like going into the movies and seeing that adaptation of the book that you read and being like oh yes this is not how i pictured these people but i can appreciate how they imagine these people are portrayed so i think that's going to be something cool to see with colossal cave and i'm looking forward to playing it fun i'm also looking forward to playing colossal cave uh since it's going to be some sort of adventure game designed by roberta williams and i like roberta williams games so hopefully i will like colossal cave uh number seven is going to be Baldur's gate three it's going to be released in august 2023 we actually talked a lot about this game uh in a few different episodes specifically though in the episode that we did with the gallant goblin i want to say two years ago yeah ages ago wow 55 maybe on our Baldur's gate episode at the time it was just coming out the early access is officially done getting patched and larian studios is essentially bunkering down and finishing it out to release it in august of 2023 which means more than the first chapter will be available to play and i can actually play the game and enjoy it instead of wondering when it's going to end and how far do i really want to play it before i actually get too invested in like one character or another or what have you so it's getting to the point where i'm getting excited because i can actually play the game and i've played a lot of a little of it so i've played about 40 hours of the game but those 40 hours have been done over multiple playthroughs of various different classes if they released new classes generally when they released a new class i would play a little bit of that class and then close the game out so i'm pretty i've played enough to know that i'm really looking forward to it coming out in a full release and i'm just gonna sit here and be excited about it coming out in august do you have any thoughts about Baldur's gate 3 uh not really i mean Baldur's gate 1 and 2 are classic games but i don't know i haven't I've seen some of Baldur's Gate 3 from what you've shown me and what has been released, um, but nothing of it has really appealed to me. I think the same way it might appeal to someone who grew up playing Baldur's Gate. Uh, My experience with Baldur's Gate has always been kind of secondary to Seth. So yeah, I'm sure it will be a fun game when it comes out, but it probably won't be an immediate play for me. So the next game on our list is Skate Cat which is uh, TBD 2023, developed by SJ Games. Uh, Skate Cat looks really fun. It's an NES homebrew being developed by a 10-year-old game developer known by SJ Games, who was assisted by his father. Um, and his uh, father goes by Dale Coop on social media as a reference to Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks. Uh, in the game, you play as a cat who skates on a skateboard, and you have to fight various monsters and demons that have invaded the world. As the game is an NES homebrew, it is likely to be released via cartridge when it's completed. Um, some of the past games that SJ Games has worked on have released on cartridge, including Kubo 3, which got a release through Limited Run Games on a NES cartridge, um, though I believe you can pick up Kubo 1 and 2 by contacting 
the developers. And um, I believe Kubo 3 is also going to be featured on the Premium Edition Classics Edition, um, which is the collection of indie games that Barry told us about when he's been on. Though Barry can write in and correct us because I can't remember the exact list of games that are on that. But I do know one of the Kubo games is on there and I thought it was Kubo 3, but it might be Kubo 1 and 2. In any case, uh, Skate Cat is a new game from SJ Games. It's due out sometime this year. It looks fun and I'm excited to give it a try. I don't know if Seth has any thoughts on Skate Cat. Uh, no, I, I don't have anything to play in NES hardware, so I would have to get a ROM. Oh, they distribute ROMs of it, so... They, they, like there's a ROM available right now on itch.io of the demo and past games developed by SG Games have been published on itch.io as ROMs. Maybe I'll check it out. Sure thing. Number nine is going to be Hogwarts Legacy, uh, February of 2023. Uh, it's being developed by Avalanche Studios. Hogwarts Legacy is going to be an immersive open world action RPG. You take control of the action and you're at the center of your own adventure in the wizarding world. I'm very excited about this game because I really don't like any of the Harry Potter video games that are out there. I no, it's terrible. And they're all bad. No, you're uh, all bad. They're but great. But I really like... I really like Harry Potter and I just hate all the Harry Potter video games. I looked at this game and said, this looks like a game that I wanted when I was a kid and they never made it. So now I'm excited because I'll be able to have my childhood fantasy fulfilled. But if I boot the game up and I have to fly my broom through some stupid circles, I will throw my computer out the window because I'll be so (laughs) mad. All right. I'm going to put a camera just outside your window yeah. where the game releases so I can just see your tower fly down. I'll boot it up and they'll be like, the first spell we're going to be learning is flippendo. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got to move things across the room and it's just a big platformer game. I have mixed feelings about Hogwarts Legacy. If I do pick it up, I probably will pick it up used because I don't really feel comfortable supporting JK Rowling just because of some of the things that she has said in in the past year or two i also have mixed feelings just on the game as a whole in terms of i think it's a bit too big for its britches basically um like i think it's promising so much that honestly at this point i'm expecting to be disappointed which is a pessimistic outlook on things i know but uh more power to you if you play it and i'm sure i'll give it a shot um once i can find a copy for that isn't going to give money to Uh, someone who's kind of a jerk. The last game that we have on our list is a game that I think Seth might also be excited for. That game is Tintin Reporter Cigars of the Pharaoh, which is to be released sometime this year, being developed by joint production between uh, Malunzat, which is the estate of Hergé, the creator of Tintin, and Microids, which is a game developer. And uh, yeah, I love Tintin. Tintin's great. Seth and I grew up reading Tintin comics, and I was a huge fan of the movie when it came out. I think Tintin as an IP is underused in the sense that I just would like to see more Tintin stuff. I think Tintin's just kind of a fun character. He's he's very much like a, a blank slate of a character, and it would be cool to see more things come out. And after seeing the movie that came out, I was like, wow, this is what we can do with a Tintin movie. Can't wait for the next one. There hasn't been a next one. So yeah, I'm excited what this game has to offer. It looks like it's going to be a point-and-click style adventure game, but no gameplay really has been shown yet beyond some screenshots of in-game stuff. And it just kind of gives off a vibe of like a 3D point-and-click adventure game, which frankly, I'm very surprised surprised there weren't more Tintin point and click adventure games. You'd think that would be like a thing, like Tintin point and click adventure games. It's just, I don't know. It feels like they go together like bread and butter, but nope. 
Uh, so uh, yeah, Tintin Cigars of the Pharaoh. Looking forward to it. Should be out sometime this year. Seth, any thoughts on Tintin? I love Tintin. I think Tintin is a great comic. He's very nostalgic for our family. I actually don't know if I saw the Tintin movie though. I feel like you'd really like the Tintin movie. It came out in 2011. Jeez. Maybe I've seen it. What's the premise? It's Secret of the Unicorn, Red Rackham's Treasure, and Claws of the Golden Claws or whatever. Uh, So it features Tintin meeting Haddock for the first time. And then it kind of leads into the whole Secret of the Unicorn, Red Rackham's Treasure plot. But it was uh, stars uh, Andy Serkis plays Captain Haddock. Jamie Bell plays Tintin. The later Tintin is so good. I have them all. I own all of them except for Alpha, or whatever the unpublished oh, the, one is. Yeah, Alpha. Yeah, I have all the published ones. Hey, that one was published. It's just unfinished. I don't. I don't know if I have the Soviet one either, or the the very racist one. Oh yeah, Tintin in the Congo. You have all the stuff that was published by Little Brown or Edgemont. Right, but we grew up with the Little Brown publishing. Yeah. Yes, because Little Brown's the American publisher. I have a split between Edgemont and Little Brown, and I have what I have everything that they've published, which is I actually think I want to swap all of my Edgemont stuff for Little Brown stuff because so here's the issue: uh, Edgemont is written in British. Yes, I know they use so they spell things with a U, and they also use like British, like oh, Tintin's gonna jump on the lorry. <laughs> yeah, cause it's, but it's also like it's like but it, but it's like 1930s British slang or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's not even relevant British slang, so it's bad. But uh, the early stuff is always like the Blue Lotus compared to like to the Seven Crystal Balls or whatever. Seven Crystal Balls is so much better than like the Blue Lotus or like Tintin America. Pretty much anything, everything after World War Two is just better. Well, it's actually post captain haddock as soon as captain haddock gets added in it just the series gets to become so much more amazing and i i love it but i think i do have tintin in america written by edgemont so it's like tintin in america with british at words it's just bad anyway that's gonna be our 2023 games that we're excited about coming out countdown of wonder listen to episodes in the future to hear if we play these games or if we've just completely forgotten them anyway time to get on to our retro rewind zach had me play days before christmas d-a-z-e which is a platform video game that was developed by funcom and released on the mega drive in 1994 only in australia it's actually a fun game i had a blast playing it and ended up playing it christmas eve late at night after everyone had gone to bed i rose such a clatter days before Christmas. You play through the game as Santa Claus and you have to race to save Christmas from an evil mouse and his mouse minions. You could shoot magical water or fire to turn the creatures that you, the enemies, the mice and stuff, into Christmas presents and then you can pick them up. You also can shoot fire at ice walls to free your reindeers. I had two favorite parts in this game. The first of my favorite parts was when you change your level in the level select screen. It's an advent calendar, which is kind of cool and they open up the doors to the various different levels as you progress through. The second part is throughout the level, you can find what is officially tea, but I think is coffee, and you drink it and you become anti-claws. You 
essentially turn into a devil who is invulnerable and you but you can't open christmas presents but it's great you can jump around and you swing your bag at the enemies and it's hilarious i have no idea why you do it but you can do it for the next week zach you can play prisoners of the sun or tintin la tempal du sole for the snes all right will do seth had me play for our retro rewind jack in the dark which was a short freeware game that was distributed by infograms back in 1993 for christmas though it is about halloween in the game you play as a girl named grace saunders who is the girl that was kidnapped in alone in the dark 2 and you walk into a toy store and you get locked in uh your job is to then collect items and learn about the secret of the toy store which is that all of the toys are alive and being commanded by an evil jack-in-the-box it's kind of an interesting alone in the dark game in the sense that it is purely puzzle based and it lacks any combat so if you're hoping that you could blast toys with shotguns this is not your game though it is kind of a cute little companion to alone in the dark uh you could arguably say it's like a little prequel set up to alone in the dark 2 um and if you want to revisit that series especially the original series maybe before the new game comes out you might want to give jack in the dark a try the game can be played through the gog release of alone in the dark trilogy Um, it's listed in the menu when you boot up the first game at least for me um and yeah i think it holds up in its own way i wouldn't say go out of your way to play jack in the dark if you've never played alone in the dark before but i would say if you are familiar with alone in the dark and you like alone in the dark give jack in the dark a try if you haven't yet you might be pleasantly surprised for next week seth i also want you to play a tintin game i want you to play tintin in tibet or tintin au tibet as it is called in french for the sega mega drive exciting and with that we have reached the end of our episode thank you everyone for listening and happy new year if anyone has any recommendations for this new year and what we can do to make classic gaming brothers all the better send us an email to classic gaming brothers at gmail.com or reach out to us via our website classic gaming brothers.com you can check us out on facebook classic gaming brothers instagram classic gaming brothers twitter cg brothers pod or twitch classic gaming brothers and you can also listen to us on all the various podcasting applications that are out there we are on everything podbean stitcher spotify iHeartRadio, we're everywhere um so give us a listen give us some love and uh we'll be sure to give it right back with that seth do you have anything to contribute don't play games like my brother and don't play games like my brother i've been seth and i have been zach And we've been the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. That's right. That's right.